Hello again, everybody. This is the Cover the Weekend podcast. I am your host, Tommy Lorenzo. Thanks again for downloading the podcast. NFL is winding down. We're down to four teams. Three out of four in last week's NFL playoff games uh, with the picks uh, at the Cover the Weekend podcast last week and a profit on college hoops. So it was a good weekend. hope uh, you all made money. Of course, we'll try to do it again this week as the conference championships in the NFL are upon us. Lions at the Niners and Chiefs at the Ravens. We're also getting very close to cashing some Super Bowl exact tickets that I discussed uh, many months ago. Hope some of you are, were on it or are on it and have those uh, have those tickets, those exact exact tickets of the Niners beating the Ravens and the Ravens beating the 49ers, well north of 40 to one on those. I'll have to uh, post picture of those on Twitter. I'm also holding a, a Super Bowl ticket on the Ravens. I got to check the ticket again. I believe 18 to 1 is what I got him at at the beginning of the season. So a lot riding for me uh, this weekend with these games, regardless of the bets we make um, on uh, for the Sunday games. And I hope you have some future tickets that are uh, live as well and wish you uh, luck with those. Also, thanks for the messages on Twitter this weekend regarding the picks. A lot of positive uh, feedback regarding some of the prop plays that were suggested uh, Isaiah Pacheco um, going over yards, uh, things like that nature. Teddy Westside, uh, someone I really like on Twitter. He's a, a big Green Bay fan. And hopefully, Teddy, you uh, went against the advice of taking the 49ers to cover, even though the 49ers won. Green Bay, of course, uh, covered that game. So hopefully you made some money on that and made some money on following the other plays. So, okay, Uh, Here we go with the two games that will decide who goes to Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Starting off, uh, both games are on Sunday, and we start with Kansas City at the Baltimore Ravens, noon Pacific on CBS. The Ravens open at three, uh, minus three, that is, and the line very quickly went to minus three and a half. Now there's some fours uh, starting to show up um, at certain sports books, uh, and the total for this game is sitting at 44 and a half. So, The Chiefs' offense looked fantastic in Buffalo on Sunday. On this podcast last week, I talked about how the KC offense, especially with Andy Reid using Isaiah Pacheco uh, running the ball uh, against a very bad uh, Bills defensive line, would do the job against Buffalo. And again, a defense that was not only injured, but really trending down in a lot of ways. So um, the Chiefs went in there and took care of business. But I'll tell you, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, much different animal uh, than what the Chiefs saw in upstate New York uh, last week. And it's unlike any defense they've seen in recent memory. Uh, the Bills couldn't get pressure on Mahomes unless they committed to the Blitz. And uh, when the Buffalo defense did that, Andy Reid's game plan was ready for it. And Patrick Mahomes burned that Buffalo defense when um, you know they were weakened really by the blitz, they were they were trying to put pressure on Mahomes because their line, the defensive line that is, couldn't do it alone. Uh, the Ravens' defense does not have to commit linebackers or safeties or get uh, funky uh, with the blitz. Doesn't mean they won't blitz, but they can put pressure on Mahomes with their existing defensive line, the personnel they have um, on the pass rush, where they don't have to commit safeties, linebackers, or even corners. Uh, to put pressure on Mahomes. And that's where I think one of the ways the Ravens' defense is different and why this game is going to go very differently than it did for the Chiefs last week. Um, 
This in turn provides more defense, more defensive coverage on pass plays when uh, the Ravens don't have to blitz. And I don't have a lot of faith. I still don't in KC receivers in this spot. It's a weakness on this team that wasn't exposed last week because Pacheco ran the ball so well. But I just don't think um, the KC offense, especially the receivers, match up very well at all with what the Ravens do defensively. Also, speaking again on Isaiah Pacheco, it looks like his toe injury may play a factor here. And it looks like, and again, this is semi-speculative because I have seen some things out there saying that his toe injury is in fact turf toe. And turf toe is very painful. And even with pain-killing injections or other treatments, the explosiveness, which is the name of the game with Pacheco, who's a great running back, I talked about it last week, but he'll likely be affected in this spot. Um, if he doesn't have that explosiveness, it's going to be hard enough dealing with this Baltimore Raven defense. I mentioned taking the over in Pacheco rushing yards last week, and uh, he cleared his low 60s rushing yard uh, total easily. Got feedback on Twitter that uh, um, one or two of you took that over, so I'm glad that cashed for you. The over on his rushing yards this week, that being Pacheco, sits at 63.5 yards at DraftKings. That number may be a little less or a little more depending on the sports book that you use. But again, this defense is much different than what KC and Isaiah Pacheco faced last week. And I think this toe injury could affect his productivity some, especially his explosiveness. So keep an eye on that. If there's an underplay there, I, I think it, it's the way to go with Pacheco. Back to the point spread discussion, though, in this game. The key to this contest, as it was last week, is Lamar Jackson keeping mistakes to a minimum. He did that last week. Casey's defense is to be respected, but the Ravens' offense is multidimensional, especially in comparison to what the Bills brought to the table. I'm on the Ravens here, and I'll lay the three and a half as the official podcast play. Also, I may be getting involved with sprinkling a little bit of money on the alternative spread, taking the Ravens at minus nine and a half and minus 10, which gets you up to plus 200 and plus 210 at some sports books when you take the alternative line. But as far as the podcast plays goes, a podcast play goes for this game. I'm going to take the Ravens minus three and a half. Okay, the nightcap out here on the West Coast. Lions at 49ers, 3.30 p.m. Pacific time from Levi Stadium up in the Bay Area. This line sits at 49ers minus seven. As uh, this podcast is being recorded, I have seen a couple seven and a halves pop up out in sportsbook land. The total is at 51 and a half points. Last week, the Lions allowed Tampa Bay to average over six yards per play. Yes, the Lions won, and there's a lot of people that like the Lions this week, but I think that's going to be tough to overcome if you allow Tampa to average over six yards per play. Now you go on the road, <clears throat> excuse me, against an offense that's probably better than Tampa's. The Bucks offensively in many ways played better than Detroit, but still weren't able to pull off a win. As of the recording of this podcast, the Lions have two-thirds of bets placed on them, and although the ticket count is higher for Detroit, the money on this game is just about 50-50, uh, even with the Lions um, and, and the 49ers getting the same amount of tickets. Now, the Lions um, went up to 7.5 at some spots, plus 7.5. Um, so that, that's kind of interesting given, given the money coming in and the ticket count. Now, back to the Niners. They didn't look very good last week. We all know uh, how they looked. They didn't look great. And combined with the Lions winning uh, against Tampa, it makes sense that the ticket count is high on Detroit. 
One thing to note as well is that Tampa Bay finished with more net yards than Detroit. So one can expect that the 49ers at home with a better offense than the Lions will outgate Detroit on Sunday, just like Tampa Bay did last week. Um, it's hard to win consecutive games when you're outgained in both. The Lions got a little bit lucky winning last week, even though they were outgained. They did win. They did take care of business. But it's, I think the Niners will outgain them this week, and, and I, I don't think the Lions are going to be able to overcome that in two consecutive weeks. As far as the Niners' offensive um, productivity goes, you know that that plunges when Debo Samuel is not on the field. The Niners are 0-5 against the spread when Debo, Debo Samuel doesn't play. This is absolutely critical to betting this game as the 49ers' offense just is not the same when Debo Samuel is not on the field. If he was 100% and he was a full go, I'd probably lay the seven points with the 49ers, but I just can't do that after seeing what happened last week when he left the game and Coach Kyle Shanahan got discombobulated. You know, the, 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 it took him a while to kind of get that offense back in shape when Debo Samuel was gone. So that's always concerning. It just seems like the Niners offense is very good. But if there's a little monkey wrench that gets thrown in there, like Brock Purdy dealing with the rain or Debo Samuel getting hurt, it seems like Kyle Shanahan has a very hard time um, readjusting uh, maybe what was going to be a successful offensive game plan and, and fixing things uh, mid-game. So um, we already know how the 49ers underperform when Debo doesn't play. And it's not just last week either. This has happened during the regular season as well. You remember the rut the Niners got in for a few games there. Um, they got beat in Cleveland, lost some other games, no Debo Samuel. So it's not something that's like a recency bias situation that, well, this is a new phenomenon. Debo Samuel doesn't uh, play, so it's not necessarily going to affect the Niners. It, it does, and it's going to if he doesn't play. All signs point that he's going to. All signs point that he will play, but he may not be 100%. Now, the 49ers defense has its moments and has playmakers, uh, but the unit has been susceptible to teams that run well going outside, outside runs, which is something that the Lions do well. Running back Jameer Gibbs does it very well. There are elements here that indicate that the Lions can have some level of success versus the 49ers defense. We'll have to see how much, though. It's the Lions defense versus the 49ers offense. That's the big problem in this game for Detroit and if you're backing Detroit. And that's why I think ultimately the Niners win this game, but are very susceptible to not covering this or having a backdoor cover occur uh, with the Lions offense. So in this matchup, I plan to make my bet a six-point teaser. Uh, we had a six-point teaser last week that hit. We're going to do it here based on the better coach and Kyle Shanahan and the better defense, which of course is the 49ers. Six-point teaser taking the 49ers down to minus one and under on the total. Uh, taking the over-under up to under 57 and a half. And that's really more of a play um, that uh, I think the Niners defense will ultimately do enough to suppress the Lions somewhat and keep this thing from going, this total, you know, approaching 60. So that's the play in this game. Six-point teaser, 49ers minus one and under 57 and a half. Okay, before hitting some uh, college hoops, selections there's no nfl next week but i think it's going to be a really fun podcast as the enormous super bowl prop menu will be out 
And there are always some hidden gems to bet on when it comes to Super Bowl props. So it should be a fun one. So make sure you check out the pod next week as there will be a number of props to discuss, even though the big game, the Super Bowl, won't be until the following week. May or may not do this, but I think I am. I might hit up a few of you on Twitter to see what your favorite Super Bowl prop is and maybe share it with everyone uh, here on the show. Maybe share some, share them all. I don't know. We'll see. There's some angles that I take with Super Bowl props as well that I'm uh, happy that I get to share with you. And, and I'll um, extract some uh, from the menu there. Uh, the Superbook always has a big menu. Uh, back in the day, the Superbook would, re- would release them um, the Thursday uh, right after um, this weekend, whatever you want to call it, like 10 days before the Super Bowl. It was always the big release. But now a lot of sports books uh, bring their Super Bowl props up a lot earlier than that even. But that was always an event in Vegas. I think Circa does it pretty early as well. But with all the choices now around the country, you'll have a uh, huge menu of Super Bowl props pretty much right after uh, this weekend's games. But next weekend, uh, look out for this, the podcast. We'll be covering um, the um, Super Bowl props, and it should be a lot of fun. Okay, College Hoops, Friday. Uh, did well last week overall in College Hoops, finishing 3-1-1. One, and one. Uh, Tonight, recording this podcast Thursday, we were heading for a perfect three out of three on uh, Twitter plays. A couple of them hit the last one of the night. Still waiting to go final as I record this podcast. So hopefully some of you were on that. Looks like they're going to go a three and three, but we'll see. Anyway, back to Friday. College Hoops. Friday night, looking at Niagara minus two and a half, hosting Marist, 4 p.m. Pacific. This is a national game, ESPNU anyway. So um, good thing that's on TV for some of you that if you have action on this, you get to watch it. Niagara has been a, against the spread machine in their last 10 games. Niagara has an ATS record of nine wins and one loss. And uh, they do a lot of the little things right. Niagara does. Good shooting team, and they hit their free throws. They're top 30 in the nation when it comes to free throw percentage. So um, I like that about this team. The last time they found themselves as a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home was versus Manhattan on January 5th, and Niagara won by double digits there. I think it's a good play to take the home favorite here at a small uh, minus two-and-a-half. I think you need to jump on that number early. I think this could move to minus three sometime on Friday. As of Thursday night, it's still minus two-and-a-half on uh, on this game. So take Niagara minus two-and-a-half Friday night. ESPNU. On to Saturday. A couple of teams to keep an eye on from a point spread perspective, possibly. Point spreads aren't out yet for Saturday. Tennessee on the road versus their in-state rival uh, Vanderbilt, 3 p.m. Pacific on the SEC Network. I've been fading Vandy in a lot of spots this season. Kind of funny. I faded Vandy a lot in college football and (laughs) made me a lot of money. Basketball, for now anyway, is doing the same thing. And I'm happy to do so in this spot if the point spread cooperates, obviously. I think Tennessee's going to roll them. Uh, I may be asking for too much, uh, asking for this spread to be in the mid-teens. Tennessee minus 14, minus 15. My number has Tennessee by 20 here. Um, So we'll see where this spread comes out at. But I do like Tennessee to roll against Vanderbilt. It's just a matter of where the spread comes out at, uh, spread comes out at. Uh, also on Saturday, 10 a.m. or a little earlier in the day, SEC Network. I like South Carolina by 10 in this spot at home versus a Missouri team that really isn't very good. I like South Carolina by 10. 
we will see where that point spread uh, comes out at. All right, football is winding down. I want to wish you guys luck uh, this weekend and whatever uh, you bet. If you have some futures, I'm really pulling for you. I know I'm hoping uh, some or most of my futures cast uh, cash, I should say. We'll see what happens this weekend. Uh, please hit the like, leave a review if you can, follow the podcast. Those things all help. Uh, as you know, this podcast is not sponsored by VSIN or DraftKings or um, any of the other usual suspects that you find other podcast sponsors uh, sponsored by. Maybe one day, but right now I'm doing this just as a, uh, uh, a fun thing for me and a way to interact with all of you who enjoy this hobby as much as I do. Anyway, have a great weekend, everybody. May all your bets be winning ones, and we'll see you next week on the Cover the Weekend podcast. Take care.